today we go to the Law of One, Session 46, received April 15, 1981. Um, about half of this session was um, deleted from the original uh, four volumes and put into Volume 5 or Book 5 because it's mainly personal material. Um, if you go to the bottom of this page, lawofone.info for session 46, what you know, you can sh it'll show book five commentary and um, re-listened version. You'll see that about half of it was um, personal, and so uh, I'm not going to read all of it. Um, well, I guess I'll read it quickly. Um, this was um, these were issues associated with the cats. Uh, they had two cats or several cats at their home in Kentucky, Jim, Don, and Carla. And um, Jim and Carla make some comments about what was going on at that time. Uh, and you can get more understanding of the difference between Jim and Carla and their thinking and how um, their dispositions are. Jim wrote, inquiring, asking, inquiring about how best to aid two of our cats as they were about to be put under anesthetic at the veterinarians and how to reduce any negative influences that might have sought an inroad while the cats were being operated on, we discovered that when the investment of a second density being has been successful, the second density being attracts it uh, second density being attracts to it the spirit complex, meaning it develops a spirit complex, not only mind body. And the presence of the spirit complex makes that being vulnerable to the same psychic greeting process that any third density entity may experience, meaning a psychic attack, given the appropriate circumstances. And then the ritual sentences mentioned later in the session are taken from the Book of Common Prayer of the Episcopal Church. I have no, no uh, experience of any of that stuff, but uh, the point is that animals uh, that are near harvestable may get psychic attack because there is a spirit complex. How about that? Carla's comment is that, quote, When I was a young woman of 17, I thought I wanted a life full of children and home. But life never offered me that. Instead, I was drawn to follow a life of devotion, to dawn and to the Creator. Instead of children, I've had the joy of being friend and or counselor to many courageous and seeking souls. And cats. Plenty of cats. I cannot remember being without a cat in my whole my whole life long. They delight me, and their company is always a pleasure. We relate to them as children, and they soak up a lot of my maternal feelings. Gandalf was an exceptionally devoted cat. He loved our laps and would retrieve for Don, catching the peppermint candy wrappers that Don tossed and bringing them to deposit in Don's shoe. When he became old and full of years, he was more than ever devoted and even after he could no longer walk, if I forgot to carry him with me, he would scrape along the floor little by little to come nearer again. Needless to say, we did not forget him often, and he still lives in loving memories. Um, as I said before, it's my view that um, the second density um, form of, for the raw group was a big cat's. Um, just last night I watched a number of videos of, <clears throat> you know, cats in the snow and cats on the ice and cats playing and jumping around. So I have a similar feeling and I had a 
cat when I was um, uh, young and myself, uh, and the cat was named Cleopatra and had four white boots. And um, after she passed over, um, there was some uh, activity about uh, going through the portal on the astral, some uh, out-of-body experiences uh, I had there with her. And so um, Ra and Feline and uh, their cats here and Carla, uh, there's some connections. 460, uh, most in brackets, brackets, Ra's greeting. Quote, I am Ra. I greet you in the love and in the light of the one infinite creator. And brackets, we communicate now. Don's first question is maintenance. Could we please first have an indication of the instrument's condition? And Ra answers, this instrument scans, this instrument scans at present at extremely low physical energy and is under attack. This will continue for some of your weeks. However, the vital energy of this instrument is gradually restoring its former level. So we have, again, different types or uh, distinct, distinct energy fields of mind-body-spirit complex. There's physical energy, there's vital energy, there's mental energy, um, there's spiritual energy. Sexual energy is, is, seems to be some kind of combination of physical and, and vital. But her physical is extremely low, but her vital is strengthening. So they're different. But rest helps a lot, and love, loving friends and companions and uh, self-love and um, loving nature. All of these things help restore physical and vital energy levels, of course. 46.2. Uh, this was also all personal material. Don says, uh, in that case, we'd better ask you only one question. And I think he was thinking maybe, you know, we'll have one question and end the session. Anyway, he goes on, unless you deem it all right to ask any more questions than that, but the one question that's bothering us, which I got in meditation, may be an inappropriate question, but I feel it my duty to ask. Uh, having to do with the two cats which we were going to take to have worked upon today for teeth cleaning and the small growth growth removed from Gandalf's leg. Gandalf is the cat. I got the impression that there might be an inroad there for the Orion group, and I was primarily concerned about anything we could do for protection for the two cats. I may be out of line in asking this, but I feel it my duty to ask it. Would you please give me information, all the information you can on the subject? And Ra gives a long answer, uh, 46.2, saying, the entity, mind, body, spirit, complex Gandalf, so even late second density entity harvestable here could be called mind-body-spirit complex. This is an exception. The entity, mind-body-spirit complex Gandalf, being harvestable third density, is open to the same type of psychic attack to which you yourselves are vulnerable. Therefore, through the mechanism of images and dreams, it is potentially possible for negative concepts to be offered to this mind-body-spirit complex thus having possible deleterious results. The entity Fairchild, meaning the other cat, the entity Fairchild, though harvestable through investment, does not have the vulnerability to attack in as great an amount due to a lack of the mind complex activity and the distortion of conscious devotion. Next paragraph. For protection of these entities, we might indicate two possibilities. 
Firstly, the meditation putting on the armor of light. Secondly, the repetition of short ritual sentences known to this instrument from the establishment which distorts spiritual oneness for this instrument. <laughs> this instrument's knowledge will suffice. Meaning, Carla, I'll explain all this. This will aid due to the alerting of many disincarnate entities also aware of these ritual sentences. The meditation is appropriate at the time of the activity on behalf of these entities. The ritual may be repeated with efficacy from this time until the safe return at convenient intervals. So this is a very serious um, specified answer. Uh, Gandalf, although second density, cat body, cat embodied, cat body embodied, uh, is technically mind-body-spirit complex. Obviously not of the same development as, you know, a, a person, a human harvestable from three to four, but he's, this being is harvestable to three. Because of that development uh, of spirit complex, partly by investment, investment means basically focused love and, and care and attention by the, the people, by humans, particularly the, the pet owners or the, the person who, you know, Carla and Jim and Don, their love investment helps uh, that harvestability and the formation of spirit complex, which is associated with self-consciousness. By all that, um, the animal, the cat here, the animal, is open to psychic attack. Ra didn't say psychic greeting. They said psychic attack. It's the same. We can put this word or that, but it's an attack. Uh, to which anybody is vulnerable with spirit complex, depending on you know can overall conditions. And how uh, this psychic attack could be established for uh, Gandalf and for a human uh, includes not only, but includes the mechanism of images and dreams, meaning uh, telepathic transfer, direct mind transfer of images and dream images and dreams. So you can see that sometimes an evolved cat or dog may look to be having nightmares when they're sleeping. That's very that happens. That may be a psychic attack. It may not be, but uh, these this is the uh, transmission of negative concepts. You see the image, you know, the scary face that you might see, or the dream of disaster or whatever, um, is, uh, you know, in, in the case of a genuine negative attack, psychic attack, uh, for the purpose of transmission of negative concepts uh, and weakening of our own power. So you see, you know, a scary face appears in my dream. Uh, partly, it's uh, robbing. It, it's the it's uh, intended uh, to rob me of well-being, or confidence, or willpower, or focus, or concentration. Uh, to dim my, for me to dim my light by attachment to fear. So psychic attack uh, is a kind of vampirism or parasitism. Uh, partly for the purpose of uh, gaining power uh, by the uh, person weakening themselves by imbalanced response to that psychic attack, which in this case would be maybe images in mind in in conscious daily life or uh, you know daytime or images in dreams or particular dreams uh, or even sounds, all sorts of things uh, are transmitted by psychic attack maybe. Uh, uh, basically with the 
uh, purpose for the purpose that we weaken ourselves and dim our light by getting caught up in uh, fear and complexity in the in in an unwise response to it. And so um, the second cat, although also harvestable through investment, so both of their cats were harvestable. How about that? And that's uh, that was all arranged. Uh, the other cat, Fairchild, didn't have the same vulnerability to attack to the same degree. Why? Because um, that cat didn't have the same amount or degree of mind complex activity uh, regarding devotion. <laughs> Was less of devotional, had less feeling of devotion for, you know, uh, Don Carla Jim. So Gandalf um, had more devotion as Carla's story shows, by that devotion there was more vulnerability. Why? Um, maybe because it was higher evolved than, than Fairchild. So how, more higher evolved means more vulnerable? Maybe so, in some way. Um, devotion, you know, it may be particular to devotion, or it may be devotion as an indication of greater polarization or a higher degree of, of self-consciousness uh, development of Gandalf to Fairchild. You know, is it more, you know, devotion, does devotion weaken us? I don't think so. Uh, devotion is associated with love, um, bhakti, um, and uh, it may or may not lead to or be associated with some vulnerability, but uh, the you may have harvestability with more or less devotion from second to third. Same thing with third to fourth, you know. Um, there is a certain 51% needed, Ross said, for harvest third to fourth on the positive path, uh, but some people by different configurations of mind are more or less vulnerable to psychic attack. This is very subtle and would take a long time to explain. Anyway, um, for protection, Ra uh, suggested two things. One is meditation, putting on the armor of light, which was a particular ritual, I think, that they did. Second was also ritualistic, um, and this is, you know, based on their Western uh, religious, spiritual, occult, uh, you know, familiarity, which is not my thing, so I don't really know. Repetition of short ritual sentences uh, known to Carla uh, from the establishment which distorts spiritual oneness for this instrument. and so we see some interesting, um, some interesting points here. Uh, this was what uh, Don related to ritual sentences are from the Book of Common Prayer of the Episcopal Church. So if you go to the Episcopal Church, you may not find a lot of people that look too well evolved. Meanwhile, uh, the ritual or some of their, their um, ceremony or their understanding uh, may be very consonant with the Law of One. But Ra calls that um, an establishment which distorts spiritual oneness for the instrument. <laughs> Religion can be thought of that way. With some, each each has its own distortions. Anyway, um, what that also does, which you should know, which Ra discussed in another place too, is that um, using certain mantra, mant- mantric phrases and uh, prayer or ritualistic uh, ceremonial phrases can 
or if it's a truly um, well-established um, mantra or phrase, alert entities on higher dimensional planes. It alerting of many disincarnate entities also aware of the ritual sentences. So you have higher dimensional positive beings who are very aware of certain mantras. So, uh, you know, the Tibetan uh, modification of the original Sanskrit, uh, Om Mani Padma Hum, Mani Padma Hum, became the Tibetan Om Mani Peme Hung, uh, from Sanskrit to Tibetan. There are different entities on higher, there are entities in higher dimensions that are more associated with either the Sanskrit version and the Tibetan version. The guys who um, did hardcore practice using the Sanskrit came earlier than the guys who uh, used the Tibetan uh, because the Tibetan uh, derived from the Sanskrit. So if you want to get to a, an older strata of, uh, of, of sages, uh, we can use Om Mani Padmahum. And if you want to get to the Tibetan contingent, we say Om Mani Pemehung. <laughs> so... This is really happening. It sounds insa- insane to uh, naive folks, but it's actually, you know, this is the, the, Yeshua said, my father's house has many mansions. So the beings in some of those many mansions are very familiar with um, authentic, time-tested, established metaphysical phrases and mantras. Not unimportant point. 46.3, Don said, I'm not familiar with the ritual sentences. Uh, Ra, uh, what do you mean? Ra was silent. Don pushed and said, I assume the instrument's familiar. Ra said, it's correct. And then he goes to more questioning about Gandalf. Can you tell me, 46.5, can you tell me something of the little growth on Gandalf's leg? What caused it? And if it is uh, a danger to him? Ross said, the cause of such growths has been previously discussed. The danger to the physical body complex is slight, given the lack of repeated stimulus to anger. So, uh, anger, uh, in this case, um, was uh, a portion of the causal set that led to this growth on Gandalf's leg, even as a cat. Right? Some animals obviously have personality tendency. There are very sweet dogs and cats, and there are very aggressive dogs and cats. And we'll see more about this later. Don pulled back and then wasn't sure if we really should have a whole session today. He said, 46.6, At this time, I would ask if we should end the session because of the instrument's low vitality or whether this is irrelevant because of the dedication to this session already, Ross said the latter is correct, which means uh, she already made um, internal dedication to offer herself to the session. The uh, quanta, quantum, or let's say it's not really quantum, it's really um, the uh, portion, let's just say, of vital energy required for her, for her to do the session had already been spent. We see this in an earlier session, Ra talked about that. Having made that dedication in mind, uh, a particular uh, portion of uh, vital energy was uh, 
was pledged and dedicated and lost and given, given and lost, uh, to establish the linkage or to uh, allow the session to occur. And Ross said that latter is correct. You may proceed. We shall monitor the vital vital energy of this instrument. So uh, they know what they're doing, and Don trusts Ra, and um, Ra's basically indicating, don't worry, uh, she's of low energy, but it's not critical. And so then we get into some very, very important questions about negative path and anger and catalyst in general, how uh, catalyst... uh, is an accelerant to polarization on the negative path or positive path, catalyst or experience uh, as an oppor- as a testing, uh, as an opportunity to continue on our way, and how that relates to uh, cancer or uh, bodily um, symptomology. Forty six seven, Don says, I was just wondering if an entity polarizes towards the service to self path. Would the anger, would anger have the same physical effect that it affects a polarized entity, an entity polarized towards the service to others path? Would it also cause cancer, or is it just a catalytic effect working in the positively polarized entity? So we've got the comparison between positive and negative path polarization dynamics associated with anger as catalyst. Would the anger... Uh, as catalyst lead to, you know, how would it be used or how would it affect the entity as they keep polarizing on positive and negative path. And um, these are very important um, teachings on catalyst also. Ross said, the catalytic mechanisms are dependent not upon the chosen polarity of a mind-body-spirit complex, but upon the use or purpose to which this catalysis is put. Thus, the entity which uses the experience of anger to polarize consciously positively or negatively does not experience the bodily catalyst, but rather uses the catalyst in mental configuration. So Ross said, catalyst not accepted by spirit, by mind and spirit is then offered to body. The Gandalf's, Gandalf's growth in the leg, or any significant symptomology, or we can say any, um, any, any, um, sort of um, pathological condition, you know, including little things like moles and warts and uh, pimples and this and that, sure. Or uh, body odor. Or bad teeth. Or stained teeth. Or a funky nose. Uh, Any strange thing or anything (laughs) in body morphology, actually, um, can be understood as... um, the result of some type of um, programming before birth that's associated with or creation during the life, karmically uh, appropriate, of course, the result of causes, but that those causes, to a certain extent, are are of distortion. You can say that anything other than a perfect body is the result, in some way, eventually, of distortion. Even, um, you know, a higher, a sixth-density wanderer from sixth-density... Uh, coming down here, who doesn't really have any heavy past life karma because it's their first incarnation, may choose certain bodily conditions, illness, to be incarnated with. Why? Well, at some level, that's chosen as catalyst to help them 
with a very fine um, working of removing distortion, even though they're late sixth-density beings. The, the, the distortion that's being targeted, or the, the, the internal change, the change, the transformation of consciousness, the purification of consciousness, greater love wisdom, um, that is being, that, that is intended. The uh, ultimate, you know, basis for any kind of um, imperfection in body, you know, whatever's imperfection, I mean, it's very subtle, but certainly disease process uh, or uh, pathology process, and that can be subtle or gross, um, generally, you know, as far as I can see, is ultimately um, derived from the intention to use that illness or pathology as catalyst for some very fine removal of distortion or balancing in mind or purification of consciousness on the positive path. On the negative path, uh, it's about you know being able to continue polarizing on the negative path. And so if we talk about catalytic mechanisms or catalysis or catalyst of different forms, um, to s- they, what happens with them um, is more is ultimately the result of how they're used, and so you know to say that they're not dependent on chosen polarity um, is not quite you know can be nuanced because different catalysts would be choose, chosen by entities on at different points on different on the two paths. So Genghis Khan would choose a certain you know birth family uh, where he'd be provided with certain catalysts and shows a certain type of physical body or pathology of body, strength and weakness of body, as catalyst too, because he's nearing he was nearing harvestability to 4D negative in that incarnation. Likewise, uh, Gandalf's cancer on the leg or growth on the leg, maybe not cancer, related to uh, the distortion of anger is itself the result of karmic law which is the logoic structuring of uh, intelligent energy in the octave uh, for the purpose that, you know, may all beings seek and become one. The original desires that entities seek and become one, said Ra. The purpose of, uh, you know, evolution, the, the purpose of incarnation is evolution of mind, body, spirit, Ra said. So, catalyst is yet another um, phenomenological manifestation born of the law of karma, which is uh, born of the logoic design, so that entities can see themselves, so that uh, catalyst as a mirror, the material world as a mirror, um, space-time as a mirror, actually, uh, so that self can see self through the uh, appearance of other self and and other uh, apparent other. So catalytic mechanisms. Um, what they are, how they are structured, how they um, arise and, and uh, present themselves, uh, very much depends on the purpose uh, for which it, it was generated, how it was generated, um, which is, you know, its cause, which is generally going to be a distortion, and the intention to be free of that distortion. So the entity that uses cat anger to polarize consciously, positively or negatively, 
um, is accepting the catalyst at levels of mind and spirit. It therefore doesn't need to be offered to body, does not experience bodily catalyst, but rather uses the catalyst in mental configuration. And so that's the same thing with, I mean, that's exactly how it is that a yogi can sit in the cave and go all the way from a third density commoner to, um, you know, a, a complete and perfect, um, <laughs> you know, uh, arahan who's uh, living uh, in the union of Atman and Brahman, self-realization in Advaita Vedanta. We're getting into Ramana Maharshi in the other class here. And uh, the union of Atman and Brahman is the union of higher self and the Logos. The union of higher self and the Logos uh, gets one into the community of the guardians. Welcome. And so, uh, uh, catalyst um, is the acceler is an accelerant, but catalyst used in mind need not manifest in body. It will go on. Forty-six eight. Don said, I'm "Not sure that I understand that." Let's take some examples. Uh, and it it takes a while to get this stuff. Uh, if an entity polarizing towards a negative path becomes angry, let's take the condition where he develops cancer. What's the principle of that for him? It really means how does that happen? Ross said, we see the thrust of your query and will respond at variance, meaning in a varied way, varied, uh, not, not, not exactly aligned, with a specific query, if that meets with your approval, Don said, certainly, and Ra goes on, 46.9, to, ex to explain um, the interplay of uh, bodily catalyst, or any type of catalyst, really catalyst of anger, and its reception, uh, skillful or unskillful by those on positive path and negative path and how it relates to formation of symptomology in body. On the positive path, there are four paragraphs here, also very deep. Ross said, the entity polarizing positively perceives the anger. This entity, if using this catalyst mentally, blesses and loves this anger in itself. It then, uh, this is actually a practice. This is not the same. This will be confusing without this, uh, this gloss here. This is not the same exactly as the practice of um, finding, uh, internalizing the, the, the polarity of your dimension that Ra talked about previously with the healing of mind, body, spirit. So let, we'll have to explain. There's a lot of background here. The entity polarizing positively perceives the anger, and this is, this is the practice they're teaching. This entity, if using this catalyst mentally, blesses and loves this anger in itself. It then intensifies this anger consciously in mind alone until the folly of this red ray energy is perceived, not as folly in itself, but as energy subject to spiritual entropy due to the randomness of energy being used. Positive orientation then provides the will and faith to continue this mentally intense experience of letting the anger be understood, accepted, and integrated with the mind-body-spirit complex. The other self, which is the object of anger, is thus transformed into an object of acceptance, understanding, and accommodation, all being reintegrated using the great energy which anger began. Then we have the negative side. The negatively oriented mind-body-spirit complex will use this anger in a similarly conscious fashion, 
refusing to accept the undirected or random energy of anger, and instead, through will and faith, on the negative path, funneling this energy into a practical means of venting the negative aspect of this emotion so as to obtain control over other self, or otherwise control the situation control, uh, causing anger. Control is the key to negatively polarized use of catalyst. Acceptance is the key to positively polarized use of catalyst. Between these polarities lies the potential for this random and undirected energy, the anger, creating a bodily complex analog of what you call the cancerous growth of tissue. So, <laughs> this is not, this is actually akin to Buddhist and Hindu tantrism, tantric practice of uh, consciously carefully within a ritual protective enclosure ritual protective enclosure in mind if not in the environment uh, consciously amping up distortion so as to um, see its emptiness and uh, be able to dissipate it to basically see through it by intensifying it to the point where um, it's discharged on the positive path. <laughs> on the negative path, it's a little different. And so when I talked about time when I had, you know, me and the meter maid, the me and the male meter maid in San Francisco gave me a ticket and I felt such anger and mentally did what I wanted to do to him in my mind on the car driving back uh, to my home, um, going through a whole image uh, sequence of um, intensifying the anger consciously in mind alone. And then got to the point where I thought, maybe that's too much, <laughs> what I was imagining doing to him. And um, dropped it, and, and, and was fresh and bright and clear and cheery after that. Um, likewise, um, if one is in hatred, uh, one can take the word hate as uh, exhalation mantra. And I talked about that, you know, in meditation, breathing out, hate, and going on with that. You know, I'm less in that now, and so I don't even enjoy the, you know, mm, drama of uh, explaining the same, going back into the same mode. But um, this is um, one way of working with anger one way of working with um, distorted emotional uh, charge. It's not so different than listening to uh, the sad songs from my childhood uh, in which I'm crying and crying, and I listen to the song for half an hour or, or an hour. Repeat again and again and again and again, and tears sob forth. This is um, one way of... of rather than running from painful um, painful emotional reaction or uh, which is distortion uh, rather than running from it or rather than avoiding it or covering it one says come on baby let's amp up in one's mind um, with love and balance the first step is uh, perceiving it or observing it uh, and seeing it and acknowledging it obviously. Uh, after that, um, if one chooses to use it mentally, which is a very wise way of doing this, rather than act it out, which is really going to be harmful, 
using it mentally, one can bless and love that anger or sorrow. We can talk about sorrow and we can talk about anger. And we can even work with fear this way. Um, it then intensifies this anger or sorrow or fear. Consciously in the mind alone, right? keep your mouth quiet and uh, or you can scream and yell, but to be alone and do this. Until the folly of the red ray is perceived not as folly, but as energy subject and spiritual entropy due to randomness of that energy, energy being used. Um, you know, rageful anger and grievous sorrow and uh, terrified fear, these are all, um, you know, uh, thought, uh, th these are sensory thoughts of physical body, sensory based thoughts and, and images uh, in mind, in body, in mind, body. And uh, one can intent, one can consciously, after observing them, acknowledge them and have some will and faith that it's okay. I'm not going to hurt anyone and I'm not going to hurt myself. But this is uh, a problem and I want to be free of these painful emotions. But I don't hate them and I don't hate myself and I don't hate another person. And if I feel hate, I'm going to bless that and go and be with the hate. And if I feel grievous sorrow, uh, I'm not going to fall into a, a self-pity narrative. Or if I'm in a self-pity narrative, I'm not going to stay there. Oh, I'm look, I'm stuck in a self-pity narrative. I'm stuck in a blame other narrative. I'm bl I'm stuck in a um, terrified, um, hopeless resignation narrative. I can't, I can't, no, no, or, you know, I'll never, I'll never feel joy again, and I'm, I'm forever banished to misery, or um, he, she is the evil one, and I must, must, must eliminate them, and I'm so enraged. All those narratives uh, keep us from a very direct existential meeting with the raw sensorium in body sensation and uh, even more so more than in thought uh, the rawness of these emotional um, processes if one can um, have the will and faith to be with it which lets them be understood and accepted they then become integrated the the uh, the heat is discharged the heat of rage and the uh, moisture of sorrow and the cold of fear are all discharged. One can do this alone. One can do this with a, a counselor or a teacher. One can do this alone. And this is a very fast path. And this is actually very akin to how in uh, a shamatha vipassana practice, anapanasati, watching the breath, mindfulness of breath, traditional uh, non-grasping mindfulness Buddhist meditation type practice, as from the old school, uh, what I'm familiar with, one can uh, consciously move through uh, the intensity of emotional pain of all these distortion leavings or lower chakra blockages and use that mindfulness practice as a means of, of self-therapy. 
uh, without even knowing the details of all the content that arises in mind-body. Uh, you don't have to know all the details of this rage I feel, this grievous sorrow I feel, this uh, contractive terror panic I feel. You don't have to know the, na- the, the logical you know, storyline. It really is not necessary. But you have to uh, let it kill you in the, in the sitting alone or being alone with it and let it, uh, let it arise fully and let it go. But the letting go comes from understanding, but the, the willingness to perceive it and feel it and with some deeper sense of blessing and love and appreciation and some, some deeper sense of will and faith that staying with it openly will lead it to go, will let it go. Letting go doesn't just happen by me saying, let it go. People are very dumb about this, I think. They think, okay, just let it go. They think, okay, I'll let it go. That doesn't happen. It's a fake. It doesn't go. It'll go by itself when it need not stay. It can go, it goes when it's, it goes by itself. It dissipates when there's no more clinging to it. Clinging how? Clinging by not loving it. Clinging by hating it. Clinging by avoiding it. Clinging by making, a, you know, a home in a complex narrative around it. Grasping an aversion. Grasping it, you know, making a big deal out of our distorted or our painful emotional set. And aversion or avoiding, denying defense mechanisms to uh, not feel it. That keeps it. So uh, letting it go means no longer grasping onto it, <laughs> no longer hating it, and, and no longer cherishing it. And so then uh, it does get, it integrates, and um, the emotional charge goes. It really does. And then one, um, you know, the sky is clear again. Uh, and so then Ross saying that the other self, object of anger, is transformed into an object of acceptance, understanding, and accommodation. Uh, how, we'll, how we see other self is akin to how we deal with our painful uh, emotional reactivity. How we, you can only be, you, you can be as good to other or as open heart um, pure to other to the extent that you can be very well with your painful psychology. If you can be, if you can bless and love and be fully with or be significantly with your emotional pain, which is basically going to be anger, sorrow, and fear, in my book, in my view, uh, to the extent that you can be with them, you'll be able to be with other. And so, if you can love your anger, you won't hate the evildoer. Yeah, they're doing evil. Yeah, they're doing evil. Yeah. And in the law of one, there's no good and evil. But, down here on the ground, there is uh, experience of polarity. Meanwhile, we need not hate them. The point is not to, not to like what is disgusting. You know, I mean, there are some disgusting things around, okay? Uh, the goal is not to like like them, but certainly to be free of, of fear and hate, free of attachment and uh, rejectionism. And so the other self, which is the object of anger in such a case, uh, is transformed into an object of acceptance, understanding, and accommodation because 
we have brought acceptance, understanding, and accommodation to the way we have met our own painful anger. And that can be done in a very tantric way alone. Tantric in the sense of uh, non, uh, non-renunciate. It's a kind of um, renunciation by full submergence, <laughs> by, by wise, uh, wise uh, surrender, wise uh, fusion or union or allowance. It's really allowance, you know, unleashing, unleashing of our painful emotions within ourselves, within mind, body, spirit, within our mind, uh, to be blessed and loved, accepted and understood, uh, and when that's really done, it really will go. The the charge really will go, and we'll see uh, our eyes will be clear in being with others. Then on the negatively oriented path, the negative path, they use their anger similarly consciously. Of course, it's all about conscious use of catalyst and conscious use of potential. They also don't accept undirected or random energy of anger, and instead, you know, see the you see. The, the undirected or random or entropic nature of uh, emotional blockage, anger, grief, and terror, panic, fear, uh, it's entropic because it's lower chakra blockage. <laughs> it's lower chakra frequency. It's lower astral plane frequency. It's not goal. It's uh, the lower depths. These are the realms of woe in Buddhism. The, the lower realms. The realms of woe. W-O-E. And pain, uh, and they are not organized by conscious polarization, but they can be used positively and negatively. And the negative entity, then also with will and faith, meaning they know um, this anger, rage um, is is not the not the all of me, and I can master it. And so then they funnel it and they vent it on others <laughs> to get control of others uh, or control the situation. Then they don't get cancelled. And Ra said, uh, you know, the last summary here is that control is the key to negatively polarized use of catalyst, while acceptance is key to positively polarized use of catalyst. Acceptance is key to the positive path, and control is key or central to the negative path. The way of the negative path is control, domination, uh, so as to you know, um, have dominion over all. And uh, acceptance and honest seeing and being with is key to the positively polarized use of catalyst. But (laughs) at higher levels of the positive path, um, they're very familiar with God power. And um, they're uh, tapping into infinite power called intelligent energy, uh, which comes out of source. So, they uh, are not weak at the high levels. Between the, these potential, these polarities, meaning um, very efficient, uh, full-hearted acceptance, because acceptance is all about heart chakra, right? The, the, the dimension of love and understanding for is green ray, anahata chakra. Green ray is all about acceptance. It's unconditional reception. Unconditional love is unconditional acceptance, is pure reception, is green ray. And it doesn't mean we stay in green ray only, we go from green to blue to indigo, yeah. But uh, if it ain't green ray, it ain't the positive path. And if it's not about control, it's not the negative path, or if it is about control, it's the negative path. 
So anybody who wants anything from you, as I've said, anybody who seems to be controlling self and other in any way, may well be moving on the negative path. While if you want to move on the positive path, um, you must start with, at least, <laughs> certainly, yeah, you must start with love. It starts with love, it ends with love in a way. There's the love of green ray, and then there's the love of, of the violet. You know? <laughs> so, <clears throat> the love of, of um, fourth ray, and then the love of intrinsic to the law of one, and, um, you know, approaching infinity. But, with within that space between efficient acceptance and efficient control, uh, Ross said, lies potential for uh, creation of bodily complex analog, what you call cancerous growth of tissue. So, symptomology, pathology of body, uh, is then the result of catalyst not being used by mind and spirit, being rejected, offered to body, meaning mm, becoming um, pathology, <laughs> basically um, moving into uh, symptom formation, becoming symptomatic, making symptoms in the body. And positive people then, or positive those on the positive path, would have body illness and pathology as a result of inadequate love and wisdom. And those on the negative path would have body uh, illness symptoms as a result, as a result of negative, uh, inadequate control, inadequate use of catalyst in domination of others and trickiness and uh, you know doing all sorts of wickedness. So, forty six ten. Then, as I understand it, you are saying that if the positively polarizing entity fails to accept the other self, or if the negatively polarizing entity fails to control the other self, and he's focusing on others, either of these conditions will cause cancer, possibly, is it correct? Ross said this is partially correct. The first acceptance, or control, depending upon polarity, is of the self. Anger is one of many things to be accepted and loved as a part of self, or controlled as a part of self, if the entity is to do work. Work equals polarization. Polarization is positive or negative. Uh, the key to positive polarization or work on the positive path or the efficient use of catalyst on the positive path is acceptance. The key to the negative use of catalyst or negative polarity, movement on the negative path, is control. The first is self. Acceptance of um, body, acceptance of sensations in body, acceptance of the emotions associated with body sensations and thinking, acceptance of our views and our thoughts and our beliefs, which are particularly the ones that are painful, right? I hate myself. I think I'm a louse. Um, I can never forgive myself. Or I hate you. Or I hate to be so hating. <laughs> or uh, I'm hopeless and um, I'm a failure and life is a jip and, uh, you know, there is no purpose and I shouldn't be here and I'm being punished for being here and da-da-da-da. Uh, all of that uh, needs to be accepted. And so there's the acceptance at the five levels, or the five skanda levels, right? Acceptance of body, sensations in body, the range of perception, uh, thoughts and feelings, and uh, basic awareness or, or the coloration of consciousness itself. So all of that may be uh, accepted more or less. And when Ra said, you know, the the healing of mind, body, spirit, uh, or um, I forgot the, what exactly they were saying, but the steps needed to, you know, do healing and initiation of the self. The steps are only one. 
Ross said, an understanding of the seven rays. Understanding means acceptance. It means uh, meeting the um, activities of the seven rays, our seven spheres of awareness, through love, through understanding and acceptance. Accepting and understanding, meeting with love, uh, the totality of what we are, uh, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Uh, and so that's the first acceptance of self, as much as possible. And the degree to which we can help others, or understand others, or see their mind. <laughs> you won't know their mind if you don't know your mind. You, we will know their mind only to the extent we know our mind. We will know reality only to the extent that we're beyond delusion within the self. Delusion of wrong view regarding the self. Uh, yeah, good. Thank you for that. Um, the question was, what were the steps needed to bring an entity to balance? I always forget the first part of that. Thank you very much. So, what's needed for balance? Ross said the steps are only one. Um, basically, uh, the acceptance and understanding of, of the seven rays. So, what is balance? Well, uh, real balance uh, basically is uh, ultimately going to be freedom from lower chakra blockage and balanced development of love wisdom with indigo. Uh, because, Ross said, for the fully balanced entity. No situation will have emotional charge. No emotional charge means no first, second, third chakra blockage, is my understanding. Uh, no emotional charge. doesn't even arise. So, to, being, to come to balance, the steps are only one. To be free of all emotional uh, charge, charging, charged response to situations, there's only one step. <laughs> but that one step takes, uh, you know, like hundreds of lifetimes. And that is uh, understanding and acceptance of uh, the seven ray system, which is the seven spheres of uh, the total self experience. Uh, and that ultimately leads to self realization at the end. Uh, but that requires first healing uh, of, uh, you know, painful psychology. And that's the realm of the first acceptance. The realm of the first acceptance or moving to balance or healing, is uh, first, second, third chakra blockages. The wounded personal self. Then, 46.11. It looks like we're not going to be able to... This is one of those sessions where we're sort of not enough... We'll just pull on and see how far we can go here. 46.11. Don questions. Then are you saying that if a negatively polarized or polarizing entity is unable to control his own anger or unable to control himself in anger that he may cause cancer. Is it correct? Ross said it is quite correct. Negative polarization, the negative polarization, contains, contains a great requirement for control and repression. Yes. Control and repression is key. And so um, you can see those who, um, you know, <laughs> who speak in, in public who are very self-controlled and seem to want to control their audience. That's negative polarizing. So if the negative entity, negatively polarizing entity, can't control their own, their own stuff, uh, they may get cancer. While on the other hand, if the positively oriented person gets cancer, it's because they didn't love and accept and make peace with um, and bring into heart the pain of those emotional processes or their, their anger, basically. Repression of what? 
uh, Don asks at 46.12, meaning re what's the requirement for the negative path? Repression. So perk up, five eyes, boys, if you're listening in, or your, your bosses. Ra's answer, any mind complex distortion, which you may call emotional, which is of itself disorganized, emotional equals disorganized, needs, in order to be useful to the negatively oriented entity, to be repressed and then brought to the surface in an organized use. Thus you may find, for instance, negatively polarized entities controlling and repressing such basic bodily complex needs such as the sexual desire, in order that in the practice thereof, meaning uh, their uh, repression of sexual urge, in the practice thereof the will may be used to enforce itself upon the other self with greater efficiency when the sexual behavior is allowed. This is how celibate monks become, you know, scandalous rapists. Uh, my uh, my, Tibet, my uh, Japanese Rinzai teacher in New York State um, is one of those from, from 30 years ago. Um, celibate, celibate, how celibacy goes to uh, the formation of a rapist. It's terrible. And this is uh, you know, a long, long, long story. But the point is that what, is what we call emotional, metaphysically, is understood as um, obviously a distortion, mind-complex distortion. So emotional equals mind-complex distortion, which equals a disorganized energy uh, manifestation. It's disorganized. It's um, tending to... It's, it's sort of like... Um, water, it's like a puddle on the ground. <laughs> it's like a spray of water coming at you. Um, you've got to do something with it if you want to make use of that water. Right? There's a spray, it's spraying at you. What are you going to do with it? You want to use that water? Well, you can, but you have to funnel it. You have to um, change the field in which the spray occurs so as to condense and uh, collect or gather together, cohere, to cohere the energy of the emotional, to then uh, route it by mind um, to the value, you know, to heart chakra. <laughs> to the, you have to bring it to heart, bring the heart to it, meet your pain with love, meet disorder with order. The new order, <laughs> it's not a new order, it's the eternal order, the order of love. You know, forget about the order of Melchizedek, Melchizedek and the order of some guy with some name how about the discipline of understanding how about the order of love the ordering of love wisdom don't follow fools please don't follow fools follow your truth so many fools on this planet so many teachers are fools many if you think I'm a fool, it's great. Go right ahead and go away. Or come here and flop on the floor. But in my limited view, there are so many foolish teachers. It's, it's, it's breathtaking. <laughs> but if you don't need breath, it's all fine. So, uh, emotionality is a disorganized, entropic energy manifestation. For it to be used, which it can be, it must be channeled to your polarized way. For the negative entity, that's called repression and then venting. 
And for the positive entity or positive path, which is most of us, uh, it's basically uh, bringing it to love and bringing love to it, which means unconditional self-acceptance. Um, accept your shadow. Um, don't don't you know? Don't hate yourself for your pain. Uh, love yourself in your pain, just like if you see a, a child crying. What are you going to do? Shout at them? <laughs> you comfort them. If you see a, a wounded animal, you see an old lady fall down in the street, what are you going to do? Walk away? Take care of the problem. You know? Comfort the pain. That's the way. And so, on then for those on the negative path, um, what they do, they then repress and then uh, calculate uh, efficient venting, which may be verbal or physical. Uh, can, and an example of sexuality, and this is... Um, this will be the last point, and we'll just see if I... We'll just go on from... Uh, we'll, we'll sort of end today's class at 46.12, pick up next week at 46.12 again, and then finish the session. This discussion of catalyst and um, the polarized use of it on the positive way and the negative way, the efficient use of catalyst of emotionalism, emotional charge... Uh, entropic uh, fields of painful psychology. Uh, the way of using on the positive way, positive path is very important for us. And it's very true, unfortunately, that some of the ways of the negative approach to uh, handling emotionality um, are thought to be positive. <laughs> like uh, repression of sexuality seen as a virtue. Well, it depends. Depends, you know. Uh, Osho, uh, Bhagwan Rajneesh, he doesn't even deserve Bhagwan, but Rajneesh, who's a very, uh, I have no, not any great respect for him, from what I've understood recently. But even he did understand that uh, celibacy in the Hindu uh, yogic tradition leads a lot of them to sexual uh, perversion. Homosexuality, now, don't jump on me, but, you know, if you, like, Sai Baba's, Sai Baba of the Afro, Sai Baba, not the original, uh, his uh, scandals associated with homosexuality and, and young men who didn't want it, that's called a perversion, when you push your sexuality on somebody, and uh, all sorts of other things. Osho came to understand that um, in unwise celibacy, or an unbalanced celibacy leads to all sorts of sexual problems. Yes, very true. And many on the positive path have, um, you know, the, the legacy of unwise sexual repression or various forms of repression. Repression of the desire, you know, to be a worldly person living in the world, uh, you know, making money and having a job or something. You know, all sorts of uh, desires may be repressed by those who think that that repression is, serves God or serves their positive path or will help them achieve moksha and mukti on the positive way. But it won't <laughs> if it's done in an unwise, unbalanced, uh, distorted, unloving way. And so, in the case of the negative, when they, uh, what they may do then is consciously repress certain desires for, for sex particularly uh, and then uh, the will is strengthened by that self uh, emotional repression, vital function repression. 
then they allow themselves the use of will uh, as a rapist, <laughs> you know, as a real uh, sadist in sexual domination uh, to continue on the negative path. So, ladies, uh, avoid such men, please. Please. So, it's very serious, this discussion. Next week we'll pick up at 46.12 more. Um, I hope it was useful. It's really uh, a lot here because uh, what's difficult for all of us is painful emotionalism, particularly anger, rage, grievous sorrow, and panicked fear or self-restraint, uh, basically uh, self-contraction, self-restriction, hopelessness, depression, is, uh, sorrow, fear. Uh, dealing with those uh, patterns of energy or distortions in mind is difficult. And that's why people stay stuck. When we're stuck, as we're stuck, all stuck somewhat, we're all, we all have some first, second, third chakra blockage, uh, it's because we haven't been able to bless and observe, observe and bless and accept and understand and forgive um, the the cause and the uh, result <laughs> and the experience of all those um, psychological, all that psychological wounding, all that emotional wounding and um, painful uh, process of mind. Uh, meanwhile the negative way of using catalyst, that catalyst, is uh, completely opposite. Nevertheless, human religion, human uh, traditions have conf are confused, in some ways, about how to handle these things. And then positively oriented people have applied negative oriented technique to, their, to, to what they're hoping to heal their own emotional pain. And that leads to trouble, that's what Ra calls overcoming. And that leads to problems uh, in future lives, and that's a big deal. And if uh, and that all all of this unwise, unskillful, uh, unbalanced use of painful catalyst leads to symptomology in body and illness. You know why do you think people have a short life? Why do you think people have deformity? Why do you think we have illness, pathology? It's all the result of, uh, as far as I can tell. Catalyst not used fully by mind spirit uh, drop down the body. Anyway, heavy stuff, and you can see why there was a lot of personal going on. But but they did great job asking these questions, and um, they made an enormous sacrifice. Don, Carla, and Jim. So that'll be all for today. Oh yeah, raw definite. As far as I know, raw is talking about literal tissue, cellular, tumor, cancer. Definitely. I mean, it, it's well, you know, it, it's, it's in fact very well known in some of the um, more alternative uh, healing approaches that anger is associated with cancer. And so, <clears throat> if anybody has any significant anger, or let's just say if anybody, anybody who has cancer, any cancer of anybody, anywhere. I would first look at their personality and then look at the region of the body where the cancer or tumor appears as mm -hmm. to an indication as to the uh, level of mind or the area of personal life 
and personality in which the person is stuck in anger. So there's brain cancer, and there's uh, throat cancer. I mean, there's everything cancer, you know. There's lung cancer. People could say smoking, but some people smoke and don't have lung cancer. And some people have lung cancer and never smoke. There's stomach and liver and spleen and colon. <clears throat> and uh, that's that. You know, you know one of the only organ, I believe the only organ that doesn't get cancer? Do you know that? That's probably true. I was thinking of the heart. So I would say the heart and the eye. And you know, the heart, the, the eyes are, is the heart of the head. You know, the eye, eyes are the window to the soul. The soul is Atman. The soul is uh, perfect love, wisdom, unity, uh, blend. Uh, heart tissue is intrinsically uh, non-cancerous. And you can say the eyeball. I bet there isn't. That's probably true. There is, there's brain cancer, but, and there's nerve cancer, I guess, tumors on nerves, but there's probably no cancer lives on the eyeball. <laughs> so the heart and the eyeball um, are intrinsically purified to the extent that cancer can't grow, it seems. And that's because they are the absolute antithesis of um, the possible, you know, the, the causative, the required causative basis of cancer being anger, or at least related to anger. There, there are other things, there's so many things, you know. If you live near a chemical plant, or you, you know, you're drinking formaldehyde daily, you may get a cancer. But, you know, uh, why that person is living near the chemical plant, or why the person is um, working in the asbestos mine or company or something, uh, will probably have something karmically to do with their, with anger in past lives or anger tendency. And Ra also said that cancer is very amenable to self-healing when there's love. And I've seen a number of people here in Taiwan who have had a, a minor cancer of this and that and have recovered very well um, by, um, by a spiritual approach. They took medicine and they did chemo and they did radiation, maybe. But a lot of those people, you know, get cancer and die in a few years. But others um, really go beyond it and have, seem to have been, be, remain symptom-free till, you know, till their uh, dying day. So cancer, from what Ross said, in my own experience, um, talking, working with others, uh, is very amenable to deep self-love, which is self-healing. Yeah, well, that's a great question. Um, let me address it briefly. It's basically, um, you know, let's integrate the law of attraction as described in the book The Secret with um, an understanding of the law of karma and Ra's presentation of the way of uh, self-healing by uh, balance uh, and unconditional acceptance of uh, the, the totality of distortions that arise in mind and body. Uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, anything good can be put to a negative use or anything good like the teaching uh, I think the law of attraction uh, is the law of karma it's not a secret <laughs> it's not a secret to those who know the law of karma uh, positive thinking helps uh, and positive thinking or the, using the law of attraction a la the secret 
can also be used for repression of painful uh, emotional states. So one can uh, apply, one can, in my view, mistakenly apply the teachings of the secret use of the law of attraction. One can mi- mistakenly apply that in uh, a way of avoiding the shadow. The shadow is a silly term in a sense. It really means that which we don't like. Uh, emotional pain, painful emotional states in mind and body. The principles, you know, the law of karma or the law of attraction is a universal principle. Energy follows thought. Uh, if thought is focused in a certain area, it becomes energized. If thought is uh, applied mistakenly to a uh, mistaken or a defense mechanism co-optation of the law of attraction or the secret to avoidance of what's painful, then the person will become more blocked. What generally is the problem or the nature of the misapplication of the teachings of the secret regarding the law of attraction is that people don't acknowledge or recognize that there are higher levels of one's being that may consider what we call uh, a painful limitation, uh, a, may consider, higher self may consider a physical illness uh, a very necessary catalyst to be experienced for the entirety of a lifetime. And uh, you cannot uh, law of attraction positive think it away. Ra talked about in the case where people have body illness and really have done the work of healing and balance to the extent they can, meaning they perceive it, they um, seek to accept it fully, feel the pain, feel their grief, feel their emotional reactivity, uh, and forgive themselves for it, know that they have created it, you create your own reality, that's a principle. So we create our own reality, including body illness, and including uh, attachment or uh, inability to be free of emotional painful patterns. We have created all that too. That's a principle. The way to uncreate it ha- is also based on the principle of healing and balance, which means accept yourself, know yourself, accept yourself, become the creator, acceptance of self, forgiveness of self, direction of the will. The direction of the will must be to the willingness to accept and understand and forgive. Um, ourselves for our creation and maintenance of the illness in the body and the distorted conditions of our psychology. So we would need to be able to accept and understand and then forgive ourselves and the other uh, for uh, you know these painful conditions of mind and limitations of body. That may well be done, be done very well, and still the symptom, uh, particularly of body, doesn't go away. That's uh, simply because at a higher level, at another level of our being, that limitation is considered a necessary, valuable catalyst for perhaps the whole incarnation, uh, for the soul to be free of a, of a deeper level distortion. And so uh, one can misapply the law of attraction uh, and the secret, teachings of the secret, and imagine that one can rid oneself of all limiting conditions by positive thinking only. It's not necessarily the case.
people can do positive people can be very very well uh, in mind heart in self-love and and uh, self-love is not narcissism it's self-care and self-acceptance and self-understanding and one still remains poor one still has body illness one still uh, has uh, limiting conditions that's because at a higher level um, it is desired that we continue to experience them and so then people may also misapply the law of attraction or the law of karma um, where they um, don't take responsibility for the uh, continuing or ongoing uh, mental conditions and use the teaching use positive thinking as a means of avoidance as a defense mechanism against um, acceptance and understanding and a full surrender to the reality of our painful mind conditions and so positive thinking uh, if it's applied top-down like uh, affirmation or visualization you know I always say you know that the phrase in every day in every way I'm better and better you know just slapping that down on the mind or slapping that you know popping that out of the mind again and again uh, can very well be used as a means of avoiding the reality and the painful experience of uh, distortion and emotional blockage and not taking responsibility for it and so there is uh, you know I read the secret and I thought it was a good book and I can see how it's limited uh, and may be misapplied uh, by those by us when we don't want to you know meet the shadow when we don't want to feel and then take responsibility for being the author of our painful emotional conditions uh, and so you know when the snake drinks water it turns to poison uh, when a fine teaching is misinterpreted or misapplied one harms oneself uh, Ross said doing you know the right thing for the wrong reasons causes more distortion like Carla was uh, trying to free herself of some kind of uh, sense of indulgence or uh, being spoiled or something by denying herself buying clothing uh, meanwhile that only strengthened her sense of uh, poverty Ross said self-framed in poverty and so one may misapply the teachings uh, the, the teaching of the of the law of attraction to the extent that it understands that you are the author of your mind and your body beings are the inheritors of karma heir to karma Gautama said yes for sure so all of the conditions of body and mind uh, that I experience were uh, co-created by me mainly made by me may be influenced by others these conditions but all made by me in the end uh, knowing that one can still apply the law of attraction uh, to be focused on what one seeks and if you are are uh, focused on what you seek without self-repression or without avoidance of uh, emotional pain uh, then one may be able to uh, move towards uh, manifesting what one desires much better but if it's used in subtle ways as a means of avoidance then one has applied misapplied a good teaching absolutely as you say we can attract more we can we can uh, unwittingly maintain emotional block you know lower chakra blockage and emotional distortion painful emotional patterns we can uh, grasp onto them by excess focus upon them 
if the focus is not associated with love and acceptance. And so love and acceptance, like Ross said, acceptance is key to the positive use of catalyst. There, there's got to be a, a seeking of unconditional acceptance in, in the meeting of whatever is negative or harmful. And so uh, one can avoid, the, avoid dealing with psychological pain or, or emotional, let's say, emo- painful emotions and psychological complexity and our wounding. We can avoid it by a kind of top-down, um, a kind of um, almost ro- robotic kind of mechanistic application of certain teachings that, uh, that we use to avoid the raw pain of our process. We can also, um, and, there, and, and that by that avoidance, thereby maintain those blockages. We can also maintain those blockages by excess focus upon them. Uh, that excess focus upon them is called grasping, and it comes with aversion, meaning there's often some kind of self-punishment or anger at self, uh, aversion um, complex uh, associated with uh, getting stuck by, uh, ex- by a certain kind of unwise focus, unloving focus on the shadow or our emotional pain. And that's basically the idea that depression is anger turned inwards. It's not only sorrow, it's also sorrow with, um, that, that, that has a basis in self-punishing. The person in depression says, uh, I'm a failure, life's a jip, I won't get better, things won't get better, um, it's unfair, uh, I'm hopeless, I'm helpless, I'm impotent, I'm powerless, this is actually um, a manifestation of some kind of um, self-aggression uh, or self-hatred, in my understanding. And that's very different than um, the willingness to feel sorrow that arises and passes away. So if, I'm, if I find some sorrow, uh, the YouTube example, I find some sorrow uh, of my past, or I find some sorrow and I realize it's associated with childhood or my past, I find the music on YouTube of that time, I listen to it and weep, and I listen to it repeatedly and keep weeping, but I don't make a story out of it. I don't, um, I don't want to stay there forever, nor do I blame myself, nor do I get stuck in blame of another. I don't blame them for hurting me, or I blame them, but then I don't get stuck there, and I don't get stuck in blaming myself for this sorrow or these patterns or my failures or my, you know, poor decisions or whatever, uh, I I stay with the live, the, the live experiencing of the emotional state. But I'm willing to let it go when it ends. I'm not thinking, I've only listened to this song uh, for an hour. It must not be enough. I have to listen to it for three more hours and I have to keep crying. And this is sort of like primal scream therapy misunderstandings, right? You go to the therapy group and they say, um, how's your feeling? You say, I don't really feel anything. And somebody says, you mean you have dull, you're dull to your feeling? You should be feeling. And then they try to, you know, provoke somebody into greater emotionalism. Uh, 
you can get stuck by avoidance and you can get stuck or you can stay stuck you know keep the distortion by avoidance uh, which is a kind of spiritual bypass or um, you know a typical misuse of, of teachings of the secret positive thinking as a means of avoidance you can also maintain the distortion or stay stuck in the emotional you know blockage uh, by a kind of self-punishing focus uh, extended or excessive focus upon it that's different <laughs> so uh, one has to know what's going on with one's mind and realize you know I, I have to give it its due but I don't want to um, put this in my bag and carry it for the rest of my life and so one has to be willing to feel pain uh, and and really uh, let it go when it's no longer arising and trust oneself that maybe I can't finish it totally right now um, but I will bring love and acceptance and understanding to it right now when it arises and when it seems to not arise uh, I can go on move on to something else while I realize that it's not fully healed that's okay so it's very subtle so it's basically you know freedom from grasping and aversion avoidance is aversion and making a storyline uh, that is often involved in self-blame or self-punishment is grasping uh, and and in meditation again one can experience the middle way or practice the middle way the middle path between grasping and aversion where one gives proper uh, attention to what arises uh, and then doesn't um, fall into a kind of uh, confused, self-punishing uh, attachment to it, uh, but instead is willing to let it go and go back to clear, be at ease. You know, there's often a fear of being without the painful emotional process for somebody who's very attached to healing the emotional process by catharsis. Well, here's the thing. The, the top-down approach and the bottom-up approach may both be applied wisely or unwisely. Uh, top-down means using intellect to heal uh, body and emotionality and deeper patterns of thought and, and belief. Uh, that's the top-down. Use Consciously directing thought uh, to, you know, focus attention on body and emotional pain and uh, you know lower chakra blockage and core, distorted core beliefs you know I think I'm a failure like I, like that so the top-down approach of uh, consciously directing the intellect or attention may be used well or unwell so the top-down can fall into spiritual bypass and the bottom up can apply can lead to a self-punishing grasping onto and a fear of losing one's emotional patterns <laughs> so uh, one can use top-down wisely and one can use bottom-up wisely one can uh, the bottom-up really just means uh, a willingness to surrender the intellect to um, the painful present moment experience of one's uh, emotional states and uh, the bottom-up approach, you know, so, so top-down or using, uh, 
bottom, you know, in both cases, it's a direction of attention, direction of will. In both cases, it's the direction of will to the direction, the wise direction of attention. One may direct it to principles like the law of attraction, and one may do that wisely. One may, uh, and that's the top down, and one may apply that uh, directed intellect approach of what I seek and positive thinking also as a means of avoidance. Likewise, what we call bottom-up, which is the willingness to surrender the intellect to uh, present moment emotional pain and the pain associated with deeper self-understanding. One may apply that wisely and unwisely too. Wisely means um, with will and faith and a willingness to be free of it, uh, one allows it uh, as fully as one can and feels that pain deeply and understands uh, you know what we don't want to un- what we don't want to face accepting the unacceptable as 2150 says so one may apply uh, that bottom-up focusing of attention on the body and the mind pain the emotional pain and the the shadow of taking responsibility for all that we're ashamed of one may apply that wisely and unwisely too wisely is love and understanding but the willingness to let it go or let it stop arising <laughs> to to be well be to to be okay when it doesn't arise anymore rather than continue to amp it up to punish oneself or out of a fear of being without it and one can apply it wisely uh with with uh, non-grasping attention uh love acceptance um that gives it its due and is willing to be willing to be without it too so the the you know top down approach using the intellect to focus on what i want uh a la law of attraction and the bottom up approach of surrendering the intellect to a present moment painful experience with understanding and self-love, uh, both of those can be used well or unwell. And in general, we do both approaches well and unwell, or wisely, unwisely, skillfully, unskillfully, in general. We do both. We use both approaches uh, uh, wisely and unwisely, and uh, that's where we have the complexity of our psychology. You know, the 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 optimal use of the teachings of the law of attraction from the secret and the optimal use or a well-balanced um, wise skillful use of Ra's teaching of being willing to uh, surrender uh, to the present moment intensity of of painful emotional process that integration is really important so thank you for those questions too Next week, we'll pick up at 46.12, talk more about negative path, positive path, more about cancer, more about the efficient use of catalyst, uh, and uh, we'll have a leisurely time of it because there are not many questions left. So, thank you for all your help. (laughs) Thank you for being here. I wish you well, and good night.